blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. I didn't know we were recording already. Let me uh, go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to Love and Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. Mm. Love for yourself. Uh-huh. Love for others. Yeah, I like that one. Love for your friends, your family, your chosen yeah. family, your puppers, yep. your kitties. Love for the big round number of podcasts that we have today. Heck yeah. Today. Woo woo! Yeah, we don't spend every episode like looking back on past episodes, but this one we sure are. That's right. Welcome to episode 100, everyone. Woohoo! Episode this is 100. RT. Episode four and a half 100. years ago, when we sat at, set out to do this thing, and we were like, hey, let's start a podcast about love in the community. Mm-hmm. Did you think we were going to get to episode 100? Yes, but I didn't think it was going to take this long. <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way. I had a friend ask me like recently. It was Are like, you oh, did, you, did you did you think you would go this long? And I was like, time wise, I don't know. Episode wise, yes, but. I didn't think it was going to take four and a half years. But anyway, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. 100 episodes. And I'm so grateful that we've made it to 100. And you know what? I remember you being like, let's just try it out. Let's give it five. Let's give it 15. It's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to take very long. And here we are. (laughs) Now, when we initially started, I remember I committed to five episodes. I said, we're going to do five. Because I knew. Five in it. I, well, I knew that it was a thing that podcast people, you know, th- there are thousands and thousands of podcasts that have debuted, right? But they mm-hmm. oftentimes, when people get into the editing um, and then having to line up guests, those are the two things apparently that really tend to to catch people by surprise. And for me, certainly that was true. And I was like, oh my gosh, like lining up guests is actually much harder than I thought. Editing takes a lot more time than I thought. And that's mm-hmm. where people sort of, they 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 say okay it's not worth it but i i committed to to 5 i'm going to do 5 i think it was 5 or 6 maybe it was 6 months but i was like i'm going to do 5 or 6 episodes and then um and then decide if i want to keep doing it and it turns out 94 episodes of editing and guests later i do keep wanting doing it real bad 94 yeah, I mean, after those initial five or six, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, 100 I was gonna total. Say, count from 90 to 100 for me because I, <laughs> I have a theory. <laughs> no, all the numbers are still in the middle there for okay, sure. Okay, okay, I okay. just, I remember doing the first like four or five mm-hmm. and starting to get you know, my sea legs and thinking, okay, I now know what it takes. You know, it's going to be four or five hours of editing for, um, a 20 to 45 minute podcast, depending. I know it's going to be a few sort of random interactions during the week in order to set up who we're going to interview in two weeks. Once I understood, I think what the commitment was, and then I waited against the fun I was having. It became really clear that like, I wanted to keep doing this. I think that that's one of those, um, you know, one of those adages that where they say something to the effect of you don't work a day in the life, a day, you don't do a day of work in your life if you do something you love. Exactly. I think that's why this has felt so easy to keep doing, even though it is so much work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. The original idea, I mean, this is one of the things I, I'm sure you remember, like back in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about, okay, we'd like to do an ABDL podcast. We happened to be an ABDL couple at the time. And so we wanted to see, like, we hadn't heard an ABDL couple podcast that sounded sort of like some, maybe something new. And what are we going to do it about? And I remember 
setting out to make a podcast that was exclusively about love and about growing love for, for oneself and others in the community. Um, and wondering like, how far is that football going to sail exactly? You know, like, is, is, is anybody going to want to listen after episode four when they've already heard the word love 600 times and, They've already thought about, okay, yes, I love me, and yes, I love our community, but could you please talk more about peeing in diapers or whatever? Um, <laughs> Just exactly worded that way. Yeah, exactly. And yet, you know, here we are four and a half years later, and I have 20 more topics I'm ready to cover right now about love. Oh, 100%. Um, back to your comment about um, making a podcast about love, I actually kind of had a moment of... To be honest with you, I don't remember a ton about the first 25 episodes. Um, I was so paralyzed with the fear of speaking into a microphone that <laughs> and other people were going to hear it later. And it was actually something that I could hear later, which is my worst nightmare. Like, I don't remember anything except, like, trying to keep it together. I, it's probably not until, like, halfway in. <laughs> I, I think know. a lot of folks might be surprised to know that you had sort of, I mean, I won't say paralyzing because you certainly did it, but an almost paralyzing fear of doing the podcast. Yes. Um, of, I mean, I, I went so many years with just a fear of speaking, which if anyone knows me now, they would have a very hard time believing. Yeah. Um, but then speaking publicly in any way and speaking publicly in a way that could be recalled later. Oh, yeah. those, that's just, that's, initially I was like, I love your dream. Have fun doing it. I don't want to be like, but. <laughs> and then ultimately it worked for you and you, you kept, because I know you had the option the whole time to say no, but you kept yeah. doing it. What was it about the podcast that like, even though it was like a sort of a big fear of yours that you kept doing it? Um, I think it was that it stopped being scary. Um, after, after people were responding positively and the perceived though now I can see it retrospect ludicrous fear of reprisal it was totally gone when people started letting me know how they felt about the podcast and letting me know what the shows did for them and it made Mm. me feel like you know what actually I don't think I am going to get in trouble for misspeaking I think that overall this is going to help more that is going to make me feel afraid you know yeah yeah it is wild i i had some fears early on certainly about sort of the public nature of it right like what if somebody hears my voice here and then they hear my voice in another maybe a work-related context or something and put two and two together and i remember talking with you about it and thinking oh god like that would be horrible and then coming around in the conversation to like wait if we have these two things in common, yeah, like, like if, we're, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> it's like if you see someone in like an adult store and you're worried and you're worried, you're worried what they're going to think of you. And you're like, yeah, in the same place. It's yeah, that but we're similar. both here. Right. We're bo- yeah, exactly. we're bo- you're fine. I can see you as well as you can see me. Well, and the truth is with very, very, very few exceptions, um, we have been supported, uplifted, loved, our confidentiality protected. The community has shown up for us in so many ways through good times knock and bad. Knock on wood. Right? Yeah, knock on wood. I mean, we've had a couple of, of issues that have come up, but for the most part, everybody has said, uh, and, and I mean vast majority, 99.5%, 
has has not only protected our confidentiality, but has actually watched out for us. I've gotten notes from folks who are like, hey, you might want to take this part out. Like if somebody searched this, they may find this about you. Or um, hey, you know, this this picture that you posted on Tumblr is if, if you look close enough, you might spot this and you could maybe derive this piece of information, blah, blah, blah. I mean, most people are watching out for us. And yes. the vast, 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 almost entire majority of folks have been amazing and supportive and especially through hard times have been just so lovely uh, about standing up for us. And it was the opposite of what I was afraid would happen. Yeah. I mean, in in so many ways, I mean, I could, well, I couldn't be more grateful to the people who listened. They, they could have easily chosen sides or chosen to move on when we came out with our split and Mm -hmm. when we took a month and a half two month breaks yeah yeah you know they could have easily gone and they've been so good especially in times that are hard yeah especially yeah even when we disappear for a while that's right i had the same fear rnt that you're referring to which is when we split that Man, they'd be thinking, well, the only value, you know, was that we had this couple or whatever. And um, I was worried nobody was going to listen anymore. And instead, people came out of the woodwork to say, no, we really value both of you. And we really value individually and together what you have to share with us. And mostly we just value the the love and support that comes out on the podcast. So we're going to, you know, we're going to stay behind it and keep listening. Yeah, I um, I agree. I think that as scared as I was... People, I mean, sometimes people surprise you in the best ways. Yeah. Um, and disappearing is sort of my social MO and has been forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were people who I met through the podcast who reached out to me, even in this time when our lives were changing drastically. And they kept up with me and they're part of the reason I'm doing so well today yeah yeah and it's all because of our wonderful listeners yeah so thank you you right now you listening thank you and also you've got something in your note no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i can see it from here i'm in your car radio and i can i can look up from here and i can see it um so here's what i want to do rnt is i want to share some thoughts from others and then at the end of this episode i would love for you and for me to share our favorite of the last 99 episodes. You can't count this one. So the last 99 oh, episodes. And we <laughs> you told me to prepare an answer beforehand, and here I am already. And- yeah, you better go back and start listening. Um, and I have had folks, by the way, who have written in the last uh, couple of months since I've posted the ask to listen to, the, you know, hey, what is your favorite of the last 99 episodes? And I've had folks who, who, who have said, I went back and listened to every one to decide. And I was like, holy moly, that's I know. I didn't even do that, and I'm on it. I know. It's people who, you know, maybe are newer to the podcast, and they're like, well, I didn't hear one through 88, so I'm going to go back and listen. It was really, really something. It sounds like they were like, I went back and I listened to everyone I'd already listened to, which makes them even cooler. (laughs) Well, there was some of that, too, believe it or not. There was some of that, too. But I I do that with other podcasts, but... There's no way. <laughs> you won't go back and listen to yourself for 99 oh, episodes. gosh, no. But <laughs> oh, I'm so gosh, pleased no. that people would. <laughs> well, 
let's start sharing some comments because we have a bunch of them. Yes. We have, so I sent out an ask a couple of episodes ago and on our, on our FetLife group, the Love and Brief podcast on FetLife. And um, I said, hey, would you share with me your favorite episodes? And we got a whole bunch of responses. So I thought we'd take turns and just read out some of the responses we got verbatim um, in order to share with folks who are listening. And then, and then we actually have some audio responses as well that we can share. So I'll start um, from, from Piglet No on, on FetLife. Um, and you'll hear more about these episodes. But uh, Piglet No said, the two-part series on the earlier days of ABDL, that's episodes 85 and 86, were especially great for me. Hearing the stories about the evolution of the ABDL community during the time leading up to the online era of the mid-1990s jogged a lot of memories of my own. Boy, Piglet, I'm right there with you. I'm That's right there with so you. Neat. Yeah. Um, jogged memories of where I was and what I was doing. As a college student living away from home for the first time, armed with a PC and a newfangled email account, I discovered Usenet groups such as uh, diapers. I remember that one, and the like. This mm. helped me connect with kink-oriented groups and people in person. Boy, wasn't that a big jump then. Oof. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. Thank you for all the great podcast hugs from Piglet. Oh, Piglet. I love that. Yeah. And that's not the last time you're going to hear about those two episodes, by the way. No. every Everybody seemed to love those. The numbers are... 84 and 85. Oh, it's not 85 and 86. Okay, uh, 84 no, and 85. just in case anyone's looking for them because, yep. oh gosh, those were some of my favorites too. Um, Matt TN on FetLife says, my favorite episode is a two-parter. 84 and 85, the early days of ABDL. I have a history degree and always wonder about the unwritten histories of everything. What was it like for the peasants and serfs? When <laughs> that's, a, that's a great analogy for how mm. I felt in the early days. That's perfect. <laughs> when did the diaper kink begin? Was Little Play first since diapers are relatively new? Uh-huh. Oh, I have not thought of it. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. How did we find each other before the internet? Yeah. How did we? I don't know. Uh, actually, I d- from the podcast, uh, with, I think... Yeah, with newspapers. Kent? Yes, with Kent. yeah. There, there was think, there was magazines and and, yeah. and classified ads. And he put out an ad in one, right? He did. And yeah, he had his he, phone number. And oh my gosh, I have what to an wonder. Amazing person. I know Kent's amazing. I have to wonder if that was the first ABDL ad ever. I just wonder. I'm sure it wasn't, but wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? And I want to go back it. and find it. Hearing Kent's uh, Matt says hearing Kent's story really brought that really brought that to the foreground and it is something that needs to be recorded and archived for future generations to find and enjoy. Thanks to mm. y'all and to him for bringing that into our lives. Yes. Uh, 100% agree. I think Kent's uh, history should be archived and written down. And I know it seems crazy, right? Because there is no like museum of ABDL. And uh, I don't think that we need necessarily to go in the Smithsonian, but, but when he describes interactions in those early days, I remember thinking like that might've been the first time that somebody did whatever the thing is he's describing. And I do think it deserves being shared with future generations. And I remember thinking that even someone who started their experience so much at such a different like mood in the world, such a different time, even though everything else about the world was different, whenever he started his journey, I remember him describing feelings that I have had 
exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel connected to something. And it was kind of neat to, to hear him talk about his experience. I completely agree. And sorry, Kent, if you're listening. I know you are because you listen to every episode. And we just think you are the bee's knees, man. We think you are absolutely fabulous. And you're going to, yeah, we, we just like you and you're going to hear more about, about that, those two episodes too, coming up in a bit, but don't worry, there are other answers and I'll bring you one right now. Uh, Knights in white plastic, which is one of my favorites. I mean, we have some name. pretty clever handles on this one, right? Uh, you remember Vaney, VD, Vaney, I thought was really great, but Knights in white plastic, uh, shortened to Knights in white on FetLife says for your hundredth episode, I want to tell you how much I love your interviews with a couple of sympathetic non ABDL individuals. One is Dr. Rhoda. And we've had Dr. Rhoda on a few times. She Mm. is such a pro. She talks about ABDLs in a knowledgeable and empathic way. After hearing her on your show, I went on to have coaching sessions with her and found her to be a fantastic advocate who really promotes self-acceptance. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's so neat. And y'all know we're we're big fans. We think that Dr. Rhoda does some really great work in our space, especially as somebody who is not ABDL to, to just care so much about this community. That's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Nights in White Plastic goes on to say, another favorite of mine is Adam Greenberg from North Shore Care. When he described his company's discovery of the ABDL community, rather than distancing themselves from us, North Shore embraced us, learned to communicate with us, and made great products for us. Totally agree. Totally yes, agree. Yes, I do too. I yeah. think it's easy to say it's a good money making opportunity, but I think they did, they went above and beyond. They just seem to really immediately accept and care. And I think that's so neat. Yeah. And if you go back and listen to that episode, I love that one too. That one's in my top five. Um, Adam is really clear about saying, was this a financial decision? Yes. Was it also a decision to help, to meet the needs of people who want or need diapers? Yes. And he shared a personal story from his own life and the way that he connected his own drive to help people um, who want or need diapers with his embracing of the ABDL community, I thought was was not only moving, it was airtight. I mean, I thought it just mm-hmm. really felt 100% genuine, real, and and above reproach. So so I, I agree with you. Um, Knights in White Plastic says, both of these individuals have a lovely way of expressing acceptance and compassion for us. It feels good to hear acceptance from others who don't share our interests, but are still part of our community. And this is where I, I agree, Knights in White Plastic, and I, this is where I'm going to throw a nod out to one of my favorite episodes, which is uh, where I interviewed my Nilla friend, on it was I think it was called Rwise Nilla Bestie maybe yeah does that sound right uh, yes and um, interviewing to that effect. yeah yeah we were we were having some whiskey I don't know uh, episode forty nine telling a Nilla friend interviewing Rwise Nilla Bestie episode forty nine that was in December of twenty nineteen talking to one of my best friends in the universe who is a Nilla also brought that feeling to me of just mm. compassion and acceptance and it was just it was wonderful. And don't worry, that wasn't the first time that I told him. <laughs> we go back quite a ways. Oh, I, I think he talks about it. I think he tells the story. Yep. Or yep, perhaps yep. you do. Yeah. Yep. Well, so um, so they're not all about Kent's episode. There's a couple of extras, but here's a couple supporting Dr. Rhoda. RNT, do you want to share these? Sure. Okay. Um, Fundamental, uh, who is a lovely person, says, I like the one talking about diapers. More specifically, the Dr. Rhoda episode. <laughs> yeah, they all Which is fundy. They a all very talk about funny diapers. comment. I love that. I love that. 
And AB Little Boy 21 follows up and says, listening and then ordering Dr. Rhoda's book was massive for myself and my relationship with my partner. I loved that episode. It's funny everybody refers to that as one episode, but that but there was one episode about her book, but we've had her on a handful. And I wonder mm-hmm. if those episodes sort of all speak to the same thing. So maybe they all kind of live in a similar space. I'm not sure. I think uh, Dr. Rhoda's just warmth and understanding kind of creates its own category and I think they all kind of do go into the same space I think so too Uh, those conversations I couldn't tell you what happened in which but I could tell you the feeling of all of them yeah well I mean Dr. Rhoda is so focused on hey let's move past the shame right Mm -hmm. like you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you I think it's even the name of her book. You're not broken, but let's move past the shame of ABDL and into acceptance and self-love. And that is just so the core of the podcast. So it just makes so much sense that she is not only on the podcast, but that listeners who are attracted to the podcast are attracted to Dr. Rhoda's words. hundred percent. Yes. Agreed. Why don't you share with us this, uh, this anonymous email we got. All right. In this email from anonymous, we got, I recall that you requested in the last episode of the podcast, which from the past episodes are our favorites? I have a few of those. Yeah. 84 and 85. The early days of ABDL are probably the ones I liked the most. That's yeah. a very popular one. Ah, episode 86 and 27, the episodes with Dr. Rhoda. There you I go. Think, I think the mid-80s had us. Those were, those were solid. I mean, like, uh, like Stranger Things. Like, we were our hottest in the 80s, apparently. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Are you now, Dad? Or like Kate Bush? I don't know. I don't know what the reference is there, but that's fine. Ooh, I don't get, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, sixty-six, sorry, sixty-five and sixty-six. The Omo episodes. Yeah, the Omarashi episodes, uh-huh. right? You know, we had um, a couple of really passionate folks at the time who were like, "Thank God you finally made an episode about Omo." Yeah. Which I always assumed, I don't know about you, RNT, but I always assumed OMO was much bigger than ABDL. I was like, people pee their pants all the time. Yes. People wearing diapers is weird. Well, that was one but of your sort out- of gateway searches, wasn't it? It probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I started OMO because I didn't know diapers was a thing. And then I was like, oh, sometimes people wear diapers. But I assumed OMO was a much bigger. Uh, puddle if you will um <laughs> and it, it turns out it's not and the omo people were like thank god you finally talked about omo oh i i'm i'm glad that they felt represented that's or at least heard or you know i, th- I like that um the next two that um anonymous spoke about are some of my favorites uh 59 and 60 the spanking episodes uh those are i'll talk about it more at the end of the podcast, but those are some of my favorites. Um, yeah. I felt really seen and heard, just like I just said in, mm-hmm. in those episodes. Um, Anonymous uh, continues with the early days as absolute favorites. There as you go, Ken. Year, there you go. As a 50-year-old male myself, I remember the times without the internet. Growing up thinking you're the only one with a desire to wear diapers was hard, and explaining this to my girlfriend at the time was extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we we got so much about that, and I think there there are there are lots of podcasts for lots of interest, and even with an ABDL, there are lots of wonderful podcasts that some of them are sort of um, 
some of them are sort of like advice and some of them are sort of titillating and some of them are just like really great information. But I think one of the things that I hear most consistently about Love and Brief is that folks recognize themselves in it and, and say, okay, like I can see my story in your guest or, or whatever was shared. And I think the, the, the early days of ABDL, for people like myself over 40, that one really connected with folks who like were around before the internet was really a thing or was really big and tried their best to find community. I mean, that seems to be the resounding story of that one mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I, I remember the days when there was nobody out there and then I found folks and I think Kent really spoke to that beautifully. And with such sort of, there was no jadedness. And speaking of finding oneself, I mean, we just we talked about this, but uh, you know, we've had some wonderful guests on the show, and um, let's talk about Sloth on the Rocks and the Omo discussion. I, mm. I, I mean, again, this was one that was a breakout for me because I thought it was going to be pervasive, and then and then we had this wonderful discussion on how Omo is sometimes overlooked and sometimes is niche. And Sloth on the Rocks on FetLife says, my favorite would have to be the Omo discussion, sixty five and sixty six. I loved being able to discuss something that is in many ways a sibling to AB. What didn't occur to me after, until afterwards is that each of us four came to the table with a mixture of 50% unique experience and 50% shared experience or perspective. The fabric of the overlapping areas of common ground created sort of a canvas to then hold and discuss the areas which were more individual. But boy, and I'll, I'll extend that mm-hmm. RNT to everything that we've talked about that is sort of sibling to ABDL or related. So even things like spanking, right? Mm-hmm. Where we, we each come to it with something different, but then we overlap and we can see, oh, this is how it's special to each of mm-hmm. us. It was, uh, Sloth on the Rock says it was almost like a four-part Venn diagram of love, kink, lived experience, and individuality, which when combined created this middle convergence point a fifth element that was a sort of held space that allowed honest and vulnerable discussion of how we navigate our ABDL lifestyle in a world filled with imperfection. Ah, so beautifully said. Sloth on the rocks. Yeah, right. Well done. Well done. And I think that happens in a lot of our episodes. This is why we talk about our guest experts, because R&T and I, we, we are two different people who have two different perspectives, and then we bring on a third, a fourth person. And somewhere in that magical fifth place, as you said... This fifth element, this held space, do we tend to find real insight and real growth? Agreed. Um, Sloth on the Rocks also says a very close second would be the live Capcom episodes, which I'm glad someone liked those. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'm so glad to hear that because those take a lot of work. <laughs> those are really uh-huh. a pain in the butt, but and they're so, so fun. never a single one without at least one weird thing going on. I mean, Ooh. heaven forbid we just show up and put out our microphones, but even with the amazing tech support and and support from the Capcom folks, like that one is always a big lift, uh, both to, to record and to edit. This, past this one I did so solo. Yeah. I miss Capcom, but there was one thing I kept going, you know what I don't have to do? is worry about any of the crazy things going on right Right. before we go on stage. Between assembling the panel and then having all the microphones work and then having the the guest and the uh, audience mics work out and then having folks line up. And this year it was wild. People finished, like we had a, you know, I'll say 30 people, whatever, sort of get in line and then for it to ask questions. It just so happens that the last person who wanted to ask a question asked the last question at one hour and 29 minutes. Cool. So it, 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 yeah, it finished right on time. It was just very, very cool. 
but every year I'm like, oh, how's it going to uh, work? So if you sloth, ever, I'm really glad you like those. If you ever went to Capcom on the day where we did our episode and you heard a little bit like of a high pitched squeak, it's because RY and I were operating on a little bit of a higher frequency that whole day. Just oh out gosh. of like absolute like, mm, did we do everything? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like it was right. Plus, you've we, got 100, 200 people in the room, and you, they're all right there. We were vibrating a little bit quicker, that's all I'm saying. It's not a sexual yeah. thing. It's no. Just... <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little sexual. Um, I do want to share, too, before we go to our first audio clip, another uh, really resounding support from uh, Diaper PNW. Uh, which is 84 and 85, the earlier days of ABDL. I lived through that time. It was great remembering and growing up in ABDL in the 70s and 80s. And isn't it wonderful to hear it was great remembering and growing up in ABDL in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm. We hear so much about the struggle. I love to hear that reconnecting with that time was really good for you. And uh, Diaper PNW says Kent was such a great guest. I totally agree. Kent Mm. is an absolute treasure. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to hear some audio? All right, let's do it. So we're going to hear, uh, we, we did ask for audio or text, and we got uh, some great audio from a couple of folks. So we're going to hear from uh, Diapered for Good on Tumblr slash Diapered RN on FetLife. And let's take a listen to what they had to say about their very favorite episodes. Hello, resident yes and road not taken. This is Diapered for Good on Tumblr and Diapered RN on FetLife. Happy 100th episode. I am so happy that I found your podcast. I really enjoy listening to your advice and insight on different issues in the community. It makes me happy that we have people like the two of you talking about issues that we have all come across. The first episode that I listened to on your podcast was the diaper episode. I was so excited to hear about everyone's favorite diaper and what they thought was the best to them. After I listened to both episodes, I was hooked. The next episode I listened to were the earlier days of ABDL. Not only is this my favorite episode, but I walked away from it learning more about our community's history. I also made it a point to reach out to Diaper Kent on FetLife. Now I have a new friend and pen pal that I very much enjoy chatting with. The final episode I'll talk about, because I could keep going on and on, is a more recent one. It is the Cuddle Cooperative and Fairyland Diapers. I love trying out new diapers and seeing if they are the right fit for me. For me, diapers always aren't always about the look. It goes much deeper for me. This diaper hit all of the marks I look for. The feel, the thickness, the tabs, and absorbency are the main things I look for. I am so happy to say that I believe I've found one of my favorite diapers, and it's all thanks to this podcast for introducing me to a new product. Anyways, happy 100th episode, and I look forward to the many episodes ahead. Isn't that awesome? Yes, I I loved that. That was a little shout out for the diaper episodes. That's right. The diaper episodes and also another one for the early ABDL. Yeah. Another one. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. that one is so consistently folks favorite. And I will say like uh, spoiler alert, like that was the one we heard the most about for sure. Yeah. And I understand why, but also like calling out the fairyland diapers and being able to make a new connection, not only with those diapers, but with Kent and make a new friend. I just, I love to hear when the podcast sort of jumps over into real life and folks either make a new friend or they join a new group or they talk to their partner about something new and they engage in something new. I mean, I just love when it, it jumps from insight to action like that. So do I. Um, yeah. I am excited. I read ahead just a little bit um, because No Fear Age Play actually 
names my very favorite episode. Oh, I've been saving this for you. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. Selfishly and has been my favorite episode from the very first moment I thought about it until like weeks after when it finally hit me how like I was during the entire episode. Um, (laughs) Before I talk about it anymore, I'll read (laughs) No Fear H Place comment. Um, My favorite episode has been your interview with Pepper North. I had wanted to publish my stories for a while, but that interview motivated me to create a series that I've published on Amazon Kindle over the past year. And it's been very a nice side hustle to work on and see my readership grow. Ah, yes. Talk about insight to action. Way to go. I mean, you you heard this thing and you took action. I love it. I love it too. And that interview, I... I think I still bring it up in casual conversation with people in the lifestyle. I was so excited. I wish you guys could have seen RNT. I mean, she was like a jiggling ball of jello. She was like writing stuff down in front of her. She had Uh notes spread around. She was as nervous as I've. I mean, I don't think when we got married, you were that nervous. I think this was like somehow next level to that experience. Oh, it was wild. I don't know. I, I I think, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I think on our wedding day, I forgot how to walk right before I went down the aisle. Oh, no. And my, and my dad, who was walking me down the aisle, had to tell me yeah, how foot, to right do foot. it. Yeah. It was, ah, oh, look up there. <laughs> you see? If you just what? keep walking forward, we'll get closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you handled it beautifully, both on the wedding day and with Pepper North. Oh, thank you. That uh, I think one half of that is, <laughs> might be true. I feel as though I was so nervous yeah. on that interview. Um, uh, yeah, but you did so good. So go back and listen to it. So that was episode 74, the ABDL Makers series, Interview with yes. Pepper North. Yeah. Great writer. Um, Read one of her books if you get a chance, if you're a newer listener and you haven't heard that episode. Oh, I like her stuff a lot. She does she does stuff about men, stuff about women, non-binary folks. It 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 really does it really does reach me in multiple ways. So this is uh here's a comment from um Mr. Padded, who is a friend of, of ours and of, mm-hmm. of the, the show in general, uh, who has been so supportive. So, Mr. Padded, thank you. But here's here's a note from Mr. Padded. I've listened to every episode and loved everyone. You'd be surprised, RNT, how often I hear I've listened to every episode. I mean, all 99. It's so cool. Um, Mr. Padded says, seriously, no podcast I listen to has that solid of a batting average. I love to hear that. We we try and make something that is engaging, not too long, not too short, uh, is well edited, and of course, is focused on on topics that we really care about. If I had to pick favorite guests, says Mister Padded, uh, well, Mako and Valentily mm-hmm. are two people I adore. Yeah, I agree. I also adore both of them. Uh, but in spite of personal prejudice, I have loved them all. Yeah, Mako and Valentili are two amazing guests. Um, we have talked with Mako on a number of occasions about a number of different things. And of course, recently mentioned Mako on our tribute to Spacey and the Big Little mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and Valentili appeared on our ABDL and Disabilities episode, which I will find the number for while we speak. It would be uh, LIB. 35 from March. That was early. 
of 2019. And Valentily and Changelings were both on that one. And that was also a really great episode talking about navigating ABDL when you do have a disability or a different ability. So... Uh, agree. Um, everyone has contributed so much that it would be unfair to pick a favorite. Please know that yourself and RNT are amazing people, and I hope you all bring the love for a very long time. I hope so too, Mr. <laughs> Padded. Thank you so much. RNT, I, I have been so excited I, for the next one. I love it. Do you want to read it since you've been so excited? Nope. I, but can I set it up? No, go for it. Read it. Read it. Okay. Would you guys like to know who our all time favorite guest thinks is the best episode we've ever made. Hint, hint. Boy, would It's we? not the one he was on. So Diapered Kent from the earlier days of ABDL episodes, the ones that got mentioned far and above as the favorite episodes we've ever done in our 99, Diapered Kent wrote in and said, I have really enjoyed so many, but particularly Love and Brief 69, the interview with North Shore CEO Adam Greenberg. How do you like that? <gasps> Okay, two things. I didn't realize it was episode 69. We made zero references oh, to the fact that it was episode 69. It. Damn it. It Damn is it. a love and sex podcast, and we didn't say anything about the number. In my head, I'm sure I was doing it the whole time. Maybe I'm Kent, sure of Maybe it. Kent was behind his keyboard going, <laughs> <laughs> 69. But I love that that's the one he loves because it's, <laughs> of course, it's someone who just readily accepted us. Um, and who's making products widely available. And Kent's whole story was about that, how that was hard in the very beginning for him, yeah. that no one had that person. Well, he mentioned one person, I believe, who, who mm-hmm. sewed their stuff. But mm-hmm. no wonder. I mean, of course he likes that one. That's a great one, but it makes me smile to think. Yeah. And Adam, Adam, as a non-ABDL, showed up and started making stuff for people just like Kent and just like you and me and was like, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. And I also sort of fell for Adam and the work that North Shore was doing in that episode. Yeah. Well, th- this brings me back to talking about Kent, but uh, Kent's going to get met mentioned in this one. So we did not put these in any particular order. We wanted you to hear them sort of as we did. But Elastic222 says, hard to choose, but I especially like, here's a new one, 67 and 68, the Mm. one with the Nilla partner, right? This was great in discussing how Nilla partners can end up not so Nilla if given a good explanation and introduction by baby steps. Yes, Mm -hmm. I love these episodes too. Here's what's interesting is even for all the love for Kent's episode, which I should mention, Elastic 222 goes on and, and says, I have to second the earlier days as 84 and 85 episodes. I loved hearing Kent's stories about the old days. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I love that you mentioned 67 and 68, the one with the Nilla partner. The question we get more than any other question is, how do I talk to my partner? Who is Nilla? We get that, like, how do I introduce it to them? How do I talk to them about my needs? How do I meet their needs? We hear this more than anything. And those two episodes were right on that topic. I will say more than I've gotten, what's your favorite diaper or WMB? I've gotten, (laughs) how do I talk to my partner? More than WMB? More than WMB. I'm surprised. For for all you tiny babies out there, that's wet, messy both. People just want to know what R&T's diaper's doing. Uh... Literally, you can't just be messy, or I can't. I don't. Yeah, understand. I don't know how to just do, just do one. Yeah, I think you'd have to be real, real careful about how you super skill. Yeah, super skill. <laughs> I almost went way too into detail. 
<laughs> um, but the no. question you get the most is more about the vanillas. About how, well, because I've, I normally get the same uh, emails that you get question-wise, and they'll say, how can I tell my person? Because everything's wonderful, but they don't know, and I'm afraid it won't be wonderful anymore. Yeah, that kind of thing. right, right. Yeah, I think that fear is out there all over the community, and, and rightfully so. I had it, too. When I was married to Anilla person, I had it for years of, of course. oh gosh, what if I mess this up or what if I, what if I introduce that I want something and you know it, it it runs us off the rails because there's so many other parts of our relationship I love and I think the one with Anilla partner and even subsequent episodes with with partners um, spoke to that mm-hmm. and our guests were were really really helpful. Yeah. Um, I really like this next one because it wasn't one that I thought about when you asked me which my favorite was, but now uh-huh. it occurs to me, these are my favorite, like these are also my favorites. Ooh. So, um, CD Steph KY on FL, uh, says I'm a bit biased here, but I love LIB 48 question roundup fall 2019. Whoa, we got a question roundup shout Woo-hoo! out. Okay. Yeah. So it's not the this specific one but i love all of our question roundups because it feels like it's per well it's perfect for my uh very overactive adhd brain to not focus (laughs) your attention span likes these my attention span (laughs) loves these it's like not that i don't love every episode but these are the easiest by far for me because it's just you and i covering a bunch of questions yeah Yeah, because there's no there's no competition for any of my attention yeah um but they sorry they really love to fall 2019 um they go on to say honestly it's just one of my many favorites in this episode you gave me advice on how to get into the community mm-hmm. that has stuck with me ever since and i've recently begun to make that happen and i'm much happier for it yes love i can't that. thank you enough i'm so glad that i was introduced to your podcast oh, cd steph i am too I love that. I love that you are stepping out and that we had even a small part in that. That's so cool. Those question roundups, by the way, RNT, I'm right there with you. They are some of my favorites. I don't know. I like I haven't given thought to the questions beforehand. I just take four questions, you know, we share them. Sometimes you propose questions that I haven't really looked at or thought about. And I I've always wondered if people like those. So if hey friends, if you like those, shoot me a note. And just tell me you like them because I do them and I sort of feel bad. I'm like, is this good? Is this bad? Like we're doing four questions in 45 minutes instead of one question for an hour. So would love to hear your feedback. But I always like doing those uh, because for the same reason you mentioned. They they switch topics every you know, 10, 12 minutes and you and I are left to sort of field them. And I hope we do a good job. The only thing I worry about with those episodes are... I would never want someone to think that we chose their question specifically for the question roundup so we didn't have to spend more time on it. It's actually oh. <laughs> it's actually not that at all. It's whenever RY will bring forward a lot of them and I'll look through them and go, ooh, piece yeah. of candy. Like it's the ones that look most exciting and fun in the moment. It's 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 our like crazy, wild, yeah. go nuts and stay up past eight thirty kind of time. Like yeah. we just do what we we do what we want. We pick the ones we, we like to That's right. chat with together. And they're the ones that, like, sometimes there are questions that just require a guest expert because you and I have no fucking yeah, clue. Yeah, we'll have no idea. 
And so we'll we'll bring in a guest expert. We'll have a longer show. But then there are some questions that it's like I feel like we might be able to speak to this. And it goes. So I'm glad that that uh, CD Steph really likes the question roundup. So and am I. Way to I shout it out. Like I love it. it. Here's a here's one from our favorite agent of chaos, General Eclectic, a good friend and an absolute uh, tempest in the community. I love the episode that never happened because whiskey got in the way. And then there's the grand tour of I can't pronounce this town Iceland. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, we don't really live in Iceland, despite what my profile says. Speak for yourself. Yeah, and uh, how many episodes have never happened because whiskey got in the way? I don't know, a bunch. There have certainly been a uh, bunch that I was like, "Could we do this another day?" But I think we always came back to it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There have been some whiskey influenced episodes. If you'd like to hear the one that is uh, Ry Drunky Pants, that one's really fun. Or Tipsy Pants R and T, which or is Tipsy Pants R and T, ridiculous version of that. Yeah, that one's fun. I think seventy one is Ry Drunky Pants, where I'm a hot mess, um, and Tipsy Pants R and T is seventy nine. So enjoy those, where whiskey definitely got in the way, but did not stop us from doing an episode even though it probably should have. It was just a little log on the road. We walked right over it and kept going. <laughs> we just pressed on. <laughs> we just pressed on. Um, Submissive DL says, as a DL without any detectable AB side, I love the two-part series on just diapers. And by the way, Submissive DL, I feel you, right? So I, I do have an AB side, but it's sort of newer and I love when we talk about diapers. I love when we talk about diapers. I get super excited to talk about them. I want to run down brands. I want to one, run down absorbency, all of it. And I, for one, am exactly the opposite. I <laughs> have a DL side because it goes with my AB side. And mm-hmm. um, I I love the relational ones. Those are the yeah, only ones yeah. that I can really like speak to. So maybe I just like to talk. That's why I like them the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we try and mix some AB content, some DL content. So I'm glad that you picked up on that. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have more DL episodes in the future. R&T, you want to cover uh, our Dark next player? one? Dark yeah. Player in NYC on FL. The way it's written down, it looks like Dark Player in NYC, Florida. Um, oh, no. Yeah, just FL. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never been to New York City, Florida. From New York City, Florida. Um, Second this, especially liked 67 and 68, the one with the Nilla partner. Yep, yep. Episode 18. New one. Episode 18. Love the one you're with. Oh, yeah. Episode 18. I remember Mm -hmm. love the one you're with. That was the one that was all about, hey, look, should I try and move on or should I try and stay with the person I'm with? And what do we do when, you know, it's almost perfect, but not quite. And Mako was on that one and really helped us get philosophical with that one. Oh, Mako's always philosophical. You can always count on Mako for, to take it deeper. And I love that. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun one. I need to go back and listen to that again. Mm-hmm. Um, also called out two other episodes we haven't heard yet. Episode 14, an early one, Parents Found Out. Oh. Yeah, that was that was a really early one. That was... Um, oh, my parents, yeah. With Little Feats and Reckless that Mind. That was Little Feats, yeah. Yeah, that was, and they That had, was two wild stories about parents finding out and how they dealt with it. And they were so different from each other. Right, right, right. Remember how the two parents reacted in wildly yes, different ways? Yes, I do. Ooh, 
that's worth going back and listening to. What happens when parents find out? Ooh, that's good. What an early one. I cannot imagine we sound anything like we do now. Do you think I sound... Oh, God. What if I sound really young then and really old now? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go back and listen and then reconcile the, the horrors of existence. Oh, no. Yeah, there you go. I'll wait till a full Saturday there you go. for that. I'm not going to do that on a Wednesday. Mess your whole brain up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> LIB 30, the ups and downs of real world incontinence. I discovered a rash cure. I love it. <laughs> and I would tell you guys what that rash cure is, but no, go listen to episode 30. <laughs> okay. Shameless okay, so plug that, for the podcast. Go ahead. So that one was you. Um, Stony Little Fox and Incondiel talking about what it's like to actually have real world incontinence, right? Mm -hmm. And how it's different than what people like me imagine and how it's maybe not always so rosy. And Mm -hmm. I thought, so I should say that episode when it came out and in the weeks after got a ton of attention. Um, I, my guess is most of that attention was from people like me who just find the whole discussion very sexy, (laughs) but um, there was also folks who were like, oh, my God, this really helped me uh, because I'm somebody who has to wear diapers all the time. And thank you for this, you know, discussion of the the frank reality of it. So I'm really glad for that one, too. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so glad. And Stony is at least has been for me, has given me a couple of pieces of advice that have helped with my IC tremendously. Hmm. So she's just been a wealth of knowledge and understanding and just knows how to help. Yeah. And she's been on a bunch of episodes. She's been on a couple of panels and yeah, she's wonderful. We like her. Can you tell? Also, Incon DL did get a lot of really good advice and good anecdotes as well. Oh, yeah. And he's been on our panels as well. He was on uh, Capcom panel mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah. That's right. Uh, do you want to introduce our next audio? Yeah, let's go to some audio. Let's go to Teddy Bear uh, with me. Teddy Bear with me, uh, you might know from Instagram or from FetLife, um, but let's share this audio with you and you can hear directly from Teddy Bear with me. Hello, RY and RNT. This is Teddy Bear with me. So maybe this is a surprise for my favorite episode, but the one I always think about is episode 45, Love on the Rocks. I loved how vulnerable and real you both were. I'm glad you didn't shy away from those issues because it's an area that no one likes to talk about. I've also loved all the New Year's Eve celebrations because they directly showcase all the positive vibes that folks feel for their kink and this community. Congrats on episode 100. I can't wait to see what the next 100 episodes bring. That is a surprise. That is a surprise. That is a total surprise, right? 45, Um, Love on the Rocks. Not a pleasant episode. It is surprising that that's the one. Yeah, it's always surprising to hear that an episode where... We're talking about relationship struggles and ups and downs. Wow. That that's one of the ones that they like best. But I I also am really touched because it means that it spoke to this person, right? And this is a close friend of ours, and and I know know, uh, them well. But um, this episode, for those of you who go back and listen, was a really vulnerable discussion about our relationship Mm -hmm. and some of the struggles that we've had and... I mean, it was that that one was not easy, but we did it because we wanted to demonstrate a couple of things. One was we're not the perfect couple, uh, which I think is 
is now self-evident, but it's obvious you guys, it's obvious now. Um, but also that like, it's okay to talk through some of the stuff that's really hard. And what do you do when things get rocky? And, um, I'm really touched, honestly, that that is one of Teddy Bear with me, with me's favorite episodes. That was, that was yeah. a really hard one. And, and, and I think the first like ultra vulnerable one that we put out, I think that's like someone liking the track on the album. That's the artist's favorite song. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. that feels right. That feels really. Thank you. Thank you, Teddy Yeah. yeah. Um, Baba Booey on FL says the diaper episodes were one, two of my recent favorites. I enjoyed the waddle down memory lane. Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. Of all the diapers over the last 20 years or so. Also, episode 86 with Dr. Rhoda, it, allow- mm-hmm. it helped to allow me to feel good about wearing diapers. I did enjoy episode 56. 50- Oh, sorry. 65 and 66 about Omo. Omo was my gateway kink into diapers. Aha. Uh-huh. See, uh-huh. these are popular ones. Uh-huh. Thank you and R&T for all the hard work to bring ABDL content to the community. That's Baba so Boo, sweet. you are so welcome. Well, let me read one from, uh, from Little Rando on FetLife. Little Rando 1. Your podcast has provided discussion I have found invaluable on my journey over the past several years. From acknowledgement... I'm not a pervert. I have a kink. Amen, by the way. So acknowledgement Mm of that to trying, albeit imperfectly, to share this with my spouse, to navigating our impending divorce. See the part about it imperfectly. (laughs) I know the feeling, little rando, that doesn't mean you did it wrong. Sometimes that's the very best thing to what lies beyond. While I am making efforts to connect to my local kink community, I have relied on the support I have received from love and brief during the interim. I love to hear that. As somebody who's in the middle of that separation, I know RNT is too, to hear that we've been even just a little bit of balm in the middle of this tumult is uh, is incredibly encouraging. How My did you favorite know that part about of me? each Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So how did you know that about me? How did you know I was going through a separation? Oh, you're also going through a divorce. That's weird. Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite part of each episode is that moment before I cl- click play awaiting the nugget of encouragement or happiness or wisdom that will be coming my way sometime within the next minutes. Oh, I got to tell you, little Rando one, this absolutely warms my heart that Mm -hmm. you go into the episodes thinking I'm going to get something warming, encouragement, happiness, wisdom out of this. Thanks so much for this refuge from the loneliness. Looking forward to the next episode, which I guess is this one. Cheers. (laughs) Well, cheers back at you. And I hope that this episode does provide that. Cheers. Yep. Um, Let me see if I can say these letters all in a row correctly. Um, From SMJLD on FL. um, They referenced this one, which I love just because someone who is a dear friend is on here. Um, For me, it's going to be episode 72, Depression and ABDL. Hearing diapers and bruise open up about his issues was a real eye-opener for me. It's actually the episode that convinced me to reach out and try and make friends with the community. Ah. I love that. I I love that someone who offered to help us transcribe got to open up and speak about something that's so global mm. and so easy to relate to but hard to talk about. And yeah. I think that it helped someone and made them want to reach out and make friends is is just such a joy to hear about. 
for me. Yeah. Yeah, and our, our transcribers group, I mean, these are folks who reached out and said, um, hey, I would like to put in a metric shit ton of work. I mean, it really is a lot of work. Yeah. I would like to put this in for absolutely no pay or recognition in order to make this show more accessible for other people. And it will never come back to me and nobody will ever know I did it. And Diapers and Bruises is one of those folks. And as was Teddy as Bear with so, me. Yes, so was Teddy Bear with me. I was yep. going to call and that back. And Rachel Tucks. I mean, we've had um, some amazing transcribers on the podcast. And uh, Honeybee as well. And, and, and these folks have spent their time and energy to transcribe. And then Diapers and Bruises comes on the podcast and actually talks about something really difficult, which is depression. Mm. And diapers and brews, I know you're listening because you listen to all of them and transcribe them, and I'm grateful. Type this out. (laughs) Good luck. Try and make sense of that. Um, Not only have have you made an impact in your transcription, but you certainly have made an impact with your appearance on episode 72 about depression, and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful. Okay, so for our last... Two, I guess. The first thing I want to share is an audio compilation um, that came to us from um, Lola and then some. So Lola made something. She had listened to the episode where I did um, a, a piece that I wrote for the ABDO community um, called Radiant, and she wanted to write something of her own and made just like an incredible piece with a collaborator, William Little, who's also a friend of mine. And these two folks behind my back, so to speak, I guess, uh, got together and made a song called Community. And I want to play it for you because it's just so moving. And... um Lola goes on to say, Dear RY and RNT, we wanted to thank you for all that you've done for us and for the community at large. The Love and Brief podcast has been a beacon of light and love in this community, brightening the way for so many of us to find peace, acceptance, advice, support, and friendship. Your voices and guidance have touched so many, encouraging us to live authentically and love fully. We could never thank you enough for all that you've shared and given, but here is our humble attempt. And I'm so excited for this. Um, And then Lola signs it, of course, from herself, uh, Lola, and then some love, baby Misty, idiot wind, diapered Kent, cocky pterodactyl, Rach and Tux, fundamental, diapers and bruise, sleepy K, baby bear, teddy bear with me, our wise friend, duff man, Hannah, William Little, and of course from Lola herself. And a special, special shout out to William Little for writing and performing the music. So, so I'm going to play uh, something that William Little and Lola did together. And as well as some of those words from some of our friends in the community. So here it goes. There are not that many objectively just positive forces in this world. And I can say the influence of Love and Brief is meant and intended and executes on really just bringing love, understanding, awareness to really a bleak, dark place 
of feeling really alone. Uh, I know I have been honored to be a listener to the podcast for quite some time. I have been extra super duper uber honored to have the opportunity to be invited to be a guest. And I just wanted to thank Road Not Taken and Resonant Yes for their beacon in the darkness uh, in a place that we have a very obscure interest that can sometimes feel incredibly isolating. And you have done just really fantastic work to um, light a torch into the darkness. Thank you so much. And here's to 100 more. Thank you to two of my favorite people in the world. I just want to say thank you for all you've done with the podcast, for all you've done with our uh, kooky little subculture, and and all you've done for me personally. Uh, Bless your hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, this is Kent Torres. I'm called here Diaper Kent. And just want to congratulate Resident Yes and Road Not Taken for the 100th episode of Love and Breathe. Wow, this is quite an accomplishment and particularly impressive because the two of you are so damned cute working so well together on each podcast. It helps, of course, that both of you are incredibly articulate have voices which any professional announcer would kill for. You always ask your guests the right questions, following up with insightful comments, and most of all, always honest with yourselves and with us. You have a keen knack for putting your fingers on what is really important in any conversation, all the while being gracious and supportive of your guests. And you are really, really funny, which is not always easy. I've been involved in this ABDL game for a very long time, uh, 75 years to be exact, with so many remarkable memories and adventures, but I can sincerely say that the absolute highlight was spending several hours with the two of you recording a couple of podcasts earlier this year for Love and Breathe. You made me feel valued and honored and for my contributions and for myself. And for that, I thank you both. You are so very special. Happy 100th podcast. Hey guys, this is C. Pterodactyl. I want to say congratulations on the 100th uh, podcast. And I love you guys and you're doing great. And I really hope we see a 200th and 300th and 1,000th podcast. Love you guys. Hey, RY and RNT. Rach and Tux here. We've said this to you before when we first met you at CAP, but you both truly helped us save our marriage. As I opened up about my kink to Rach, we listened to your podcasts, and between your normie-approved banter and the positivity that oozes out of both of you, it made opening up to Rach infinitely easier. We've each grown tremendously over the last four years, thanks in part to the both of you. And I know that we're not alone in feeling that both of you are pillars in our community, and you make each and every one of us better. Thanks for all that you do and have done, and we'll see you soon. I have known Resident Yes and RNT for a long time. They are some of the first kinky people I ever met in person. I think back to what a mess I was when I was first exploring the scene. No, not that kind of mess. I was anxious, still didn't accept this part of myself, and was still afraid no other well-adjusted person would actually feel the same feelings I did. I found an old email. We were actually calling ourselves Martians back then. I think I was very lucky with some of my early experiences, and self-acceptance still took me a really long time. 
I hope the first experience some people have is the Love and Brief podcast. I'm sure it's been the case for some folks, and they benefited from all your guidance, support, and enthusiasm. Resident Yes and RNT, thanks for all your hard work and reminders to be our very best and complete selves. Yours, Fundy. Hi guys, it's Diapers and Brews here. In the immortal words of the Gilmore Girls, RY and RNT, thank you for being a friend, not just to me, but to this entire community. You have shown love, compassion, intelligence, understanding, kink, but also care. And we love you and appreciate you for that. Congratulations on 100 amazing episodes. This is Sleepy K, and I just want to congratulate Resident Yes and Road Not Taken on the 100th episode of Love in Brief. That's 100 episodes on the topics of love in all its many forms. I only have about 20 seconds, so I'm just going to say thank you both for all the work and love you've committed to this community. And here's to 100 more discussions about all the different kinds of love out there. This message is from the Baby Babear. Dear RNT and RY, Thank you for gracing us with your voices, wisdom, and humor for the past 100 episodes. I remember tuning in at the very beginning and feeling instantly at home. Your advice has always been articulate, couched in humility, and seems to always get right to the heart of the matter. You've covered topics from the history of ABDL kink to depression, and you two never shy away from topics that might be uncomfortable or perhaps unpopular. From live episodes with hundreds of people watching to intimate settings in the midst of the pandemic, you kept things rocking. Now, I'm not trying to toot your horns here, but I want to let you both know that Love and Brief has been really important to me. During a time in my life when things felt really hard, a Love and Brief episode would publish and it would brighten my day. I always felt more myself after listening because it reminded me of something I really love this community, and the people like you who take time to nourish it. Thank you for putting so much energy and time into this project. Your devoted listeners can't wait for the next 100 episodes. Love, Bababy Babear. Hello, this is Teddy Bear with me. Words alone can't fully express this, but thank you both so much for spreading the ideas of self-love and kink acceptance. Listening to Love and Brief was a big step toward gaining confidence in myself and my kink, and I know you've helped so many others do the same. This is spoken on behalf of RY's friend from the data security episode. Since I first met RY at a house party a decade ago, I've been proud to call him a friend. I must say that the idea of a podcast specific to our interest was never something that had really occurred to me as something I might actually listen to, but RY and RNT have made this an engaging and thoughtful dialogue. I myself have been a part, but only my word, not my voice, in what I can best describe as a surreal but extremely fun time. Thank you to both RY and RNT for all their incredible work on Love and Brief and helping all of us feel a little less awkward and weird for this fascination we all have with diapers. Well, hello, Love and Brief. This is Duffman82, and I just want to say how proud I am of both of you. 100 episodes is an incredible feat, and the work that you both do to bring the community together speaks volumes in your love for others. For many of us, vintage members of the community, we didn't have the resources that exist today, and we need a positive platform to have discussion, to help people, and to help those that need to be heard. 
I hope you know how much it means to people in their acceptance of who they are and that the time and personal sacrifices you make to help others doesn't go unnoticed. Cheers to the next 100 episodes. The machine is off. Community. Hmm. What does that mean to me? Well, in my 32 long years... Uh, I've learned that what so many of us long for is acceptance and belonging. We all want to find our place in the world. And for some, maybe that's not just one place. As a queer woman, I've found family in the LGBTQ community. Through my interests, I've made some of my closest friends. In the ABDL community, however, I've found people I connect with on such a deep level, there's quite literally nothing like it. Here we have people that find consent sexy. We have patient, kind, warm-hearted people, and some with a sadistic side too. Above all, we have a community of people that share an interest in one of the most vulnerable things imaginable. So thank you. Thank you both for helping make this a safe, loving, and welcoming community. We have a message for you and we want it to be a sign of our gratefulness and being told that it's wonderful to be who we are and be bold, to love, to accept, to speak empathy, to passionately embrace our community. that we're not alone in our needs and desires, our innate predilections, our uniqueness and fires, and boldly celebrating your kinks and your truth. You gave us a space to boldly be us too, to discuss the things that make us come alive, to be different and kinky, not just follow the hive, a space to realize our deepest selves and believe in them achieve and receive in them to embrace the importance of being seen a place for all of us to follow our dreams the grace to give a voice to all those near the sea celebrate abdl and all those in between the outpouring of love and affection for all of us out there that are into regression non-oppression into finding connection connection to ourselves connection to others connection to our kink the things that make us others in the space you have helped to create we begin to believe we begin to relate our differences are what make us extraordinary because who wants to be ordinary acceptance is a sign of being alive of being a person not just one who survives but self-actualized for the advice, passion, kindness, and trust in us. You gave all of us a place to be heard, a microphone, and a joyous word. Radiate, that is what you are. Spreading your love and your light near and far. Thank you for reaching out your voices and hands. Enveloping each one of us united we stand. A 
beautiful space where we all can be in love, in grief, in community. Oh, oh I R&T. love that. That was wonderful. I, mean, wow. I got to hear such an awesome rap and also get to hear from our friends and the people we love and I Oh, I I love oh that. Oh my gosh! Way to go, Lola, and then some. You did such good work putting that together. For real, Lola, I can't imagine the time it took to assemble all of those folks. But Baby Misty, Idiot Wind, Diapered Kent, and Cocky Pterodactyl, Rage and Tux, Fundamental, Dips and Brew, Sleepy K, Baby Bear, Teddy Bear with me, my secret friend who shall never be mentioned, Duffman. Um, Hannah, whose voice was in the in the um, the song at the beginning, God, so beautiful, mm-hmm. talking about community. William Little for doing all that incredible music, and of course, Lola, and then some. Thank you so much for making that for us. Yes, thank you. My love language is gifts and acts of service, and so when you take the time to create something like that. I mean, really invest that time. It is so worth it and such a touching piece. So to everyone and especially Lil and then someone, William Little, who, who made that piece. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Thank you. R&T. I mean, I I could not feel better going into the new year. Normally we do a new year's episode with all kinds of voices, uh, but we did a little bit different one, but I like this one. This God, is you want to do a hundred more? Uh, all right, sure. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, good. Um, friends, it has been an incredible hundred episodes, and I feel so lucky to get to do this with you and RNT to do this with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I look forward to more. Uh, the, the role, whatever it is that we get to play in your ears, in your car, in your life um i i feel really lucky to have that space and look forward to uh hopefully creating more stuff that you really like and i hope that we were able to make at least one person feel more warm and fuzzy yeah for listening to the podcast yeah and anything else is just a big old bonus and thank you guys for sticking with us and i gotta say rnt like for all the ups and downs um, of putting it together and even the stuff that we've been through and, and the vulnerability that we've shared, to hear this kind of feedback, like folks have really, they're like literally, their life has benefited because of some small thing that we did. I mean, I could do that forever. Yeah. Makes me feel a little bit more, you know, meaningful. It's yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you, friends. A hundred episodes into Love and Brief, and uh, RNT and I are both deeply touched and uh, excited to do more. And uh, we can't wait for what comes for the next one hundred episodes. I guess we'll do another one of these uh, these looks back in uh, in one hundred episodes. But in mm-hmm. the meantime, we we have a lot of great content to create. Don't you think? I do. <laughs> well, that's been it. RNT, any final words? No, thanks everyone, and I look forward to speaking at you again later. (laughs) Me too. This has been episode 100 of Love in Brief. 